Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting Podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. Okay, all right. Well, welcome, Sophia. You came as a high recommendation from a mutual friend, Brandon Guptill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us how you know Brandon. So, Brandon and I met basically during covid because there were nowhere to train, and he started up this little secret, secret black belt group that he was like, "Let's come train. Let's not be bitch assness." So I started to hang out in the underground fight club, and then that's why we met. And then I kind of, during the whole COVID process, my gym closed down, so I did a transition and I started training at Hanu instead, and then became one of his students until he, until he left here two years ago. Hmm. And I don't call myself still one of Brandon's students. Nice. That's some good synchronicity. I've been revisiting Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like this whole week, I've been like watching stuff and rereading things about it. And yeah, that's interesting that COVID, it was hard on so many gyms. And so people had to train and react different ways. And so maybe in the long run, it helped out. But it was a hard, tricky time. For sure. This is my whole income. So I was like, what am I going to do? I got to train. I need to have somewhere where I can have private. So he was like a, a blessing in the sky when he showed up there and like, oh, I got a gym. Who are you? You black belt? Do you want to train? Yes. Sweet. Let's yeah, do Brandon, it. I remember Brandon when he got like a, I think like a cease and desist. He's like, there's no chance. He's like, there's no chance I'm stopping at all. I love Brandon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the mentality I go through too. Who cares? Like, let's all go. If somebody wants to be extra careful, just don't show up. And then mm -hmm. you do your thing and we're going to keep doing our things over here. Yep. Yep. All right. Exactly. So Tell us a little bit about your background in terms of, we know you're from Sweden and, you know, we've read up some on things on for you. I've seen some interviews that you've done before. Tell us about how you got into jiu-jitsu, I guess, per se, in Sweden and, you know, what the game is like in Sweden, at least when you got in. Yeah. So I started jiu-jitsu about almost 18 years ago now in a little basement in Sweden. And I was actually doing horseback riding back then. And mm -hmm. uh, it was one of my coaches or teachers who said that we, we were kind of little chubby girls, you know? So he recommended us to start working out a little bit, get into the gym, maybe do some cardio exercise just to be a little bit, have a little bit more longevity in the sport. So my friend, one of my girlfriends was just like, oh, I found this like wrestling thing in this basement and they're all <laughs> called it submission wrestling and it's pretty cool. and. It's a bunch of dudes that are 25, and note we were 16. So we were, I was there like, oh, sure, why not? Let's, let's see what's up. <laughs> I'll take a lot of male attention. <laughs> uh, so we started training, and then the first two trainings, I was just like, I'm never doing this again because it was so hard. Like, I was bruised up, and it was back in the day in Sweden too. Like, we all, there was no professors or anything, there was like YouTube or secret VHS videos with people mm. doing double legs and arm bars. And that was what we did. It's like, okay, today we're going to do 500 arm bars and 300 triangles, finish it off with 100 double legs, and then we're going to spar. Go. <laughs> so that was what we did. Mm -hmm. That's and incredible. Then, How many people were like in that little fight club community you had? Yeah, I think we were about 15 or 20. And me and my friend were the only girls. Mm. Okay, that's a, that's a solid tribe. Did horseback yeah. riding help you at all? Because don't you have to have like a lot of leg strength and like hip strength when you're riding horses? 
maybe. I think it was more of a, a mental thing than anything because we were so beat down in the beginning because we were Chinese compared to those dudes. We got mm-hmm. our ass kicked every training. But the coach mm-hmm. was really good. Um, his name was Marcus. And he was always like, you guys, just be, come back. Please come back. Like, I'll give you guys a free month. Don't worry about paying. Like, we just want some females in here. would love to keep working with you guys. That's sweet. So that made us kind of stick to yeah, because we didn't have that much money. So I was like, oh, train for free? Sweet. Why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then still, I, are, there still, are they still training? Like some of the people that you first started training with? Yeah, they are. A couple of them got their black belts too, even though a little slower than me because it's still Sweden. But, sure. Uh, and they got a bigger, like a bigger, better location. And they only do jujitsu at that location right now. Right on. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. And, and since then, Sweden has had some famous people like come out of Sweden and fight, right? Like Alexander Gustafsson. Yeah. He was the big like come through when people started seeing like, Oh, MMA and uh, also jujitsu because of the part of like, okay, I don't want to get punched in the face. What can I do instead? How can I train this, but without getting fucking knocked out? Mm-hmm. So I guess I think that's the f- jujitsu had the big upswing. I think the first Scandinavian person I remember was Martin Kampman, but I think he was from Denmark. Yeah, I don't recognize that name. No, I don't recognize that name. Arturo, you don't remember him? Like the hitman? No, I remember Martin Campman. I think there was someone that even predates him. (laughs) And it might have been like Finland, though, or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't recall. But yeah. Yeah, the Finnish Finnish guy is pretty big in jiu-jitsu, too, for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I feel like uh, you guys in Scandinavia are good at everything that you guys put your mind to. Like, I have some friends in Denmark, so I just feel like the way you even said you described your training, like, oh, we're going to do 100 of this, 200 of this. Like, I would never do that type of training here. We'd be like, yo, let's, we're going to wrestle five minutes and we're going to do this. Like, I would start off with that mentality. Like, I would do it segmented and then I would break, you know, so. Yeah, completely lose focus, right? Yeah. (laughs) But it was back in the day, too. Like, we didn't have any, like, frames or anything. But they just come from old school, re- like, wrestling mentality. Like, let's go as fucking hard as we can. And then I remember we were popping hamstrings left and right because it was so sweaty <laughs> on the floor. Because it was those, I don't know, those terrible mats that just gets wet. And it's like, yeah, it's just a shit show. Mm-hmm. So what what provoked so, your move to America then? Was it, was it training? Yeah, absolutely. So... Mm. I kept training. I started competing pretty early too, and got the little like itch for keep keeping competing and keep going and excelling. And I was lucky enough to get a sponsorship from the Swedish national team, so mm. I competed a lot in Europe. Like I did World Combat Games in Russia. We went to I did ADCC 2015 in Brazil after winning the trials in was it Finland? Yeah, I did the trials in Finland. Wow. But then I also won a competition where I can go do worlds here. And flying, flying to America is a big deal compared to Europe. Europe is so easy to travel in compared to going all the way over here. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go and do worlds. And I just like fell in love with the whole community here because we stayed a little longer after and trained. So I was like, damn, people do this for a living over here? Like, that's not a thing in Sweden. We have all, it's all like government funded. Nobody mm-hmm. owns a gym. It's all cooperatives. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, oh, people are like professional trainers over here. I know it was a brown belt at the time. So I was like, oh, maybe I should dip my toe in it. So me and my friends came over for like a three-week trip. And I built some good connections with especially Alfredo Baroom, who then after that also gave me my black belt. And he's like, well, if you ever want to come over and you want to stay longer, you can train here, you can teach here, I'll take care of you. So I was just like, you know what, let's 
see what we can do. And I got over on a student visa and then I've been here ever since. Right on. Incredible. Yeah. Congratulations. How did it feel to get your black belt and to start teaching? Like, did it feel surreal? Like all coming from dressage and a tiny basement in Sweden to now having a career in jujitsu? Yeah, absolutely. Because again, too, this is like, isn't that many Swedish female black belts? Like they're, of course, they're becoming more and more nowadays. But when I started, we were like four girls that always met up at the competitions. And then it's like, hi, are we doing open weight as well? Sweet. Okay. <laughs> so we all had the same division and then we all met up in open weight and saw each other like two or three times a year. And then I'd mostly just train with dudes. And then coming over here and getting your black belt, coming back home, you're like a rock star. Like, oh my God, Sophia has a black belt now. <laughs> right, right. And then just finding the balance to be like, and of course, it wasn't easy to start with. I, I taught for free or taught for trading just so I could pay my rent. I slept on my car a little bit in the beginning. You all know the jiu-jitsu hustle is you don't do it for the money. You do it for whatever inner passion that you have. Mm-hmm. But it slowly like grew and grew and grew. And uh, I have a physiotherapy degree as well. So I started also to do some trainings for massages. So that's all my other business that I do right now. I break mm. people in the math and then I give them my business card and like, I can fix you after. That's the perfect Good. pipeline. Yeah, yeah like, absolutely. I, I love that. And what are your, what are some of your goals? Like, is it, are you more focused right now on training and competing or are you more focused on like teaching and growing a school and, you know, like maybe some of the other side of it or does it go hand in hand like 50, 50? So I just I had a baby here a year ago. She's turning one here next week. Congrats. So it's been a little, thank you. So if you hear any baby noises, it's her in the background here. <laughs> but so it's been a little bit more focused on teaching. I teach at five different gyms right now. Wow. But but I have been I'm doing like a couple of super fights here and there. I don't do too much IBJJF anymore since COVID. I kind of drooped off. I had a lot of points when I moved over here. But then as time went by, you know how they lose value after this many years or something like that. I think it's three years. Mm-hmm. So then I couldn't really get up to those tournaments that was out of value, so to speak, like worlds. I didn't have points enough. So I just kept doing all these extra super fights, fight to win, art suave elite, trying to get belts in different divisions instead. Mm-hmm. So I would like to pursue that a little bit more. But now when I see all this ADCC, I'm getting a little, it's like, maybe I'll go to Europe and do the trials and see how good I am. Yeah. But, yeah, but that, that seems on. to be that seems to take it seems like it's taking a lot of popularity. It used to be like IBJJF, and now it seems like ADCC no gi and entirely just seems to be really building. Yeah. And I am a no gi girl. Like I love leg locks, mm. I love to scramble, hate fucking gripping and people holding you down. Like I want to be free moving around. Nice, nice. So, yeah, I think I think we both so like no gi more too. Yeah. Feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And then the CC too, like we've been, the ADCC is big in Sweden 10 years ago. So that was like the rules that we used to use. So I competed in so many ADCC tournaments and mm. all those opens that start popping up here now. That's why we, we were already into that because all the Finnish people were doing that. And it's mm-hmm. just a boat ride over to Finland. So that was just like a good weekend. Let's go compete and then party on the boat on the way back home. Mm. Do you like the ADCC rule set? Is it like, yeah. we usually ask people like what their favorite rule set is in whatever art they might be training. Is that is that your preferred one? Yeah, I think so. Because also because it allows you to like, 
the first minute or first three, four minutes without points, just get you to like be creative, do your shit, and you can feel out your opponents. And then you set mm-hmm. your game plan. So if you have a good high, like high IQ when you're fighting, you can probably figure out how to win. But you can also put everything on the line in the beginning and just like try your best, try to submit them. Mm-hmm. And then you can go into the smart part. Because I also very much, I'm not a points fighter. I like to go for my submission. I don't care if I end up on the ground or if I have to sit back or whatnot. Like I'll go for your leg. You can come up get two mm-hmm. points or whatever i don't care as long as i feel like i'm still attacking i'm good yeah hmm. which is why also i have a hard time with the ibjjf rule set because if i can give up 10 points before i look at the score scoreboard and realize that oh i felt pretty good i'm attacking left and right and suddenly oh it's a 10 zero how did she get so many points <laughs> yeah so, so you would say you're more aggressive and you like to gamble a little bit yeah absolutely definitely yeah, i don't pass okay. anybody's guard i sit back and i can heal look you thank you I'll come up yeah. if I have to. It, it's way more entertaining to watch that type of grappler too. I mean, yeah. And I think the popularity of no gi is getting more popular because of that ADCC rule set. It definitely lends to a little bit more of risk taking, less stalling. Yeah. I think that's yeah. why it's growing. Yeah. Did you guys watch it today? Like all the fights? from? Uh, the I've seen a lot trials? of the results. I haven't seen anything though yet. Dude, it's just so exciting because the shit's happening yeah. all the time. And the stalling rule is good too because it's like, you got to keep going, you got to keep mm-hmm. going. They warn you right off the bat. Like 20 seconds, you haven't moved, you got to go. Yep. So I was actually talking to Arturo about this a little bit earlier. And so I'd like your opinion because we obviously like jujitsu. We we do it, right? And we do this podcast. But still, sometimes I don't care about the jujitsu tournaments. Like, I'm not like I have to go home and watch it, right? But like, the Giants game is on right now in football and I don't play football, but like, I'm thinking like, Oh, I wonder what's going on. You know? Yeah. How can we get, cause even I feel like if somebody played football on the street, they're definitely watching football on TV. Yeah. yeah. But we have all these people that do jujitsu in real life. And a lot of them will not even watch the mm. tournaments. Like, I wonder why that is like, what do you think? Is it? Yeah. What's, what's holding it back from it becoming like a bigger sport? You know, where like people gamble on it and like, well, like you know, and, yeah. like, I mean, access watch. isn't that easy either, though. You know, like for football, although access now for football is a little bit harder than it was. They got you hooked before they made you pay. Yeah, yeah well, I think it's definitely the rule. Yeah, access definitely because it's like flow grappling. Who knows about flow grappling? Only mm-hmm. if you're in the community and it's expensive as F. So you got to commit to it. You got to commit for a year. So definitely that's the first. But then also all the rule sets, right? It grappling can be so boring and also how it kind of sets to like Nicky Rod. Oh, he gets his body lock and then he slowly just fucking kills his opponent. And if you don't know what's going on, of course I wouldn't be watching that. Like this guy is just smashing on this other person. Nothing's really happening. There's no action going on. So I think to have a rule set that really helps out with like, okay, let's make people move. Let's make people work. And that's where I think ADCC right now is because it is exciting to watch because they have to move the whole time. Like it doesn't matter how much control you have. You got to keep moving. You got to keep moving. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate that. So if you have like somebody's back and you're holding it, but you're not getting a sub, what, what would they suggest you to do? They're just going to push you to move or. Yeah. They got to say action, just action, 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 action. So it's not like IBJJF and you like switch a grip and it's like, oh, that's called an action or you move this or that's called action. You got to, you got to throw for subs. You gotta yeah, you got to up. Yeah, exactly. And that comes down to the also the refs, right? That they have to like keep the pace, push the pace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just turn on the lights. Mm-hmm. 
getting dark in here. <laughs> so tell us, we had a, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Bridget Grace. We talked to her recently. She's from Henzo Gracie's. Uh, she actually took silver in uh, 65 plus this weekend at East Coast Trials. And we were asking her if she had any preferences or not of like women's only or mixed. Like, how do you like to train? How do you think we get more women into grappling? Uh, I'm curious on your thoughts on these. Well, first of all, I think those women's classes are a good like introduction. Like you have a women's class once a week and you call it the basic and it's more of a community thing than anything. Like get girls in the door or moms to the kids in the door, being able to step on the mat and feeling like, okay, nobody's watching me right now or there's no weirdos hanging out or if somebody has a trauma in the background so they don't really like to have dudes around. And then channel that into have them join the regular classes. I'm not a big fan of this, like to have women's teams or like let's just train with females because I think it's important to have the the whole picture. Everybody moves different. Everybody has different body types. That's the challenge. You want to mm -hmm. be able to always be able to, okay, this guy is bigger. What's my game plan here? How am I going to grapple with this guy? And then this girl is super tiny and short. How do I grapple with this person to be as as effective as I can as a as a grappler or competitor, if you want to call yourself that, but we're a martial artist. Like I, think I respect that. I, I respect think it's that. It's important to see both both ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and God forbid you're ever in a self defense situation, you need to be able to deal with somebody that is bigger and stronger, right? And so it yeah, helps to exactly. practice against those types of people. Yeah, because there's always going to be those guys in the gym or whatever who just lays on top of you. But you have to understand, like, okay, how do I frame right now? How do I survive? Maybe, okay, the challenge right now is to not get submitted. Like, everything has a different point of view, you know? All depending on who you're going with. Can you adapt? Because that's do how you, you become better. Mm -hmm. At what point do you think a woman is ready or should go to, like, a mixed class then? Like, let's say they started off at women's class. I don't know, maybe they did it a month, six months, a couple of years? Like at what point do you think like, or just maybe when they're confident enough? Yeah, I mean, it has to come down to the individual, but mm -hmm. I would say like in the first couple of months, otherwise you're gonna get stuck in that pattern also being like, no, I'm afraid of the guys, I'm afraid of the guys. Mm -hmm. Like you wanna have a good introduction, but then the channeling should be like, oh, here's the, the other beginners class. You can be with other white belts. They're also gonna be men right now or bigger people, smaller people, but that's how you're gonna grow. Nice. And then you can always I, come back to the women's class and be like, okay, let's go back to the basics, have a good time, or if that's you know what you want to do. Mm -hmm. But if you wanna, if you wanna progress, maybe that's also an important point of view that if you wanna progress in jujitsu, you're gonna have to put yourself up there and dip the toes in the bigger waters eventually. I think it would also be psychologically damaging because if you say are rolling just in the women's class for like a few months and you're doing well, and then you go to like a men's class and you're not used yeah. to that strength and then you do bad, you might be like, fuck, am I bad? You know? And like, you know, and where if you get that out of your system right away and you start preparing yeah. for it, you'll start doing a little bit better. Yeah. It's tricky. That's hard to do, you know, but I mean, gotta... it probably helps to have other females with success doing it. Cause you like, imagine you're the only female going into class and everything you were doing was working. And then you come in with people that are just like significantly stronger or larger and somewhat similarly skilled. Now you can't do the things that you've learned to do. You might even question like its effectiveness. But if you see someone else in your shoes that are kind of like having success, then it's like, oh no, I can do this. 
Yeah. It, it, it helps to have like a feeder system, like other people that have done it, I would say. Yeah. That's why I think they also those smaller women's group, or like a once a week, a woman's group that you can start feeling confident, confident with or comfortable with, and then take their hand and like, let's go to a beginner's class together. Mm-hmm. And then take the other ones with you. There are going to be other people there as well. We can do this. So, Sophia, you teach at five schools, you said. Are you the type yeah. of person that you feel like you tend to have to push some of your students? Like, are you? Yeah, uh... absolutely. There's so many who's just like, oh, no, I'm just here for the self-defense. But then they're still asking for this fucking blue belt. I was like, yeah, but if that's but that's your goal, you have to like <laughs> decide, decide for yourself. What do you want to do with it? If it's only self-defense, perfect. Then you're good. Stay in women's class all day long. Like I'll teach you everything I, I know and then we'll repeat it until oblivion. But if you actually want to excel in jujitsu, then it's not self-defense either. It's jujitsu. That's when we start playing chess, right? We're not just getting away like self-defense. You get somebody off and you get out. So then you have to have a like have your student with you to like, what is your goal with this? What do you want to become? What do you want to do with this? And then maybe you just have to help them to defer. Like, okay, yeah, you actually want to get better to do so well, then you're going to have to do this. Like a little I, guidance, I guess. I like your aggressiveness a little bit because I'm a teacher as well. And so like, I'm always, but not in jujitsu and like geography, but still I'm always like, mm-hmm. no, you gotta, you know, yeah. like, you, you need a little bit of forcefulness now. Like I think in the past, all the teachers were forceful. Then now I kind of feel like everything's a little bit too chill and we got to go back to a little bit. Yeah, because people. it well, because it's a fact, right? Otherwise, what are you going to do if you stay in your comfort zone all the time? That's like staying in your same gym. That's why I'm a gym hopper too. I never really had a, like one place where I train. Because I want to go and train at another gym. See, does this shit still work or do I get my ass beat? Oh, perfect. It works with some. Oh, you guys have some other wrestling style there or grappling style. Okay, I got to adapt. Then I go home to my home gym. I figure out how to kind of adapt. And then you go back and see, does it work now? Perfect. Another open mat or whatever it is. How does, how, how is my jiu-jitsu working today? Where's my flaws? Where do I excel? And then you got to go home, do your homework. That's why competing is big too for me. Cause it's like, what else am I going to test myself? That's like the ultimate test, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. watching. You got to be on your, like on your A game. You can't fuck up. You got to, yeah. Someone you don't know. You focus and believe. Exactly. Somebody yeah. you never wrestled before. Is my grappling better than hers without even knowing what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And somebody that could be mean. Like my fear yeah. is like breaking bones and like losing, you know, like at the at my home gym, I love going against the biggest people because I want to see if jujitsu works. But if I was in a tournament, I would never do the open weight. <laughs> you know, like I would be like, I can't break my ankle. Like I don't want to do that. And so that extra level that you have, I think is like inspiring, you know? And, but I feel like if I did do it, my defense would get so much better. Cause I would be yeah. like. And as a female too, that's the first thing we have to learn defense. Cause I can't wrestle with you guys, especially if, when I started too. like, I didn't know how to do anything. I did. I tried double legs the hardest I could. I couldn't take anybody down. I was the one who got <laughs> taken down. And then you figure out a way, like how do I move around this? Where's my guard? Okay. Where can I stop people from moving? Where can I set the pace? Mm-hmm. So I guess so, that's the benefit of being smaller. Yeah. What can you give us like a fundamental thing you learned in the beginning in terms of like being smaller in defense, like something we could just take with us, something I can take with me. So I'll remember the <laughs> next time I roll. But you're going to get your ass beat every now and then. And that's okay. He's going to learn <laughs> from it. Oh, no, I, I know that already. I was hoping for, <laughs> I was hoping for like, tell me where I can put my forearm so I'll be better. But <laughs> well, the losing I'm good at. Yeah, I always tell the people, get in their face, get in front of their neck, like, 
put a good little frame in. They're trying to smash you. Smash them back. Like, whatever exactly. you can. You got to play a little dirty. They're playing you dirty right now because they're just holding you down. Got to be mean back. And that's a balance, so, too. Whatever energy they're putting in, you got to put that energy right back in there. Okay. that That's good. That's a good feedback. I had a discussion today, actually, with someone I train with. There's two guys that I know that I train with that are how I consider too nice. Like they're never like, ah, I never want to like put all my weight on them. Or like there was like, I don't know. They're always like so nice. And I'm like, look, you, you can't be nice here. Like you have to be a little mean. Otherwise you're doing a disservice to yourself and knowing how to like do your best, but also you're doing a disservice to your partner because now you're not really giving them like a good look. You yeah. Know? And welcome I, to the woman's grappling because everybody yeah. <laughs> apologizes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did I step on your hair? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll never like, understand shut that. The like, fuck up. You're, yeah, Don't you're hurting sorry. them more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. But I was saying that I sorry. think nicer guys progress slower because of it. Yeah. Hmm. Like, because I think you have to have wrestling. a little, like, evil in you, a little mean. If you have that, you'll move on a little faster because, like, You'll put more weight. You'll get better reactions. But if you're a little like too passive and nice all the time, it's going to take a little longer. Yeah, because we're still wrestling each other and I try to choke you out or I'm trying to break your arm. So you better mm -hmm. have a little oomph to it. Like there's yeah. only so much defense can do. If they keep going and going and going, you're going to have to give up eventually. And that's the name of the game. That's what we're doing. Yep. See, I like going hard, but I also say sorry all the time. No. Oh, my God. You're one of those. <laughs> even no, but even, but even if I'm like, even if I'm doing MMA and I jab somebody, I'm like, sorry, but I got it's just like an instinct. Like I just, but it doesn't mean I'm not gonna hit him again. It just is like Stephen Wonderboy Thompson does it. Like it's just yeah. kind of like, oh, and then the reverse is every time I get hit, I go, oh, good job. And then in my head, I'm like, why am I telling them that? <laughs> you know, like I should be like, fuck you. But, so you seem much of a nice guy, but maybe you have the juices to bring out your inner evil, you know? Maybe. No, I trust it. I have evil in me, but I just think I have manners. So I think like yeah. my manners also come out, but it's like I'm enough to get in there. I'm the Party. opposite. I'm I'm wrist locks, toe holds, and laughing while I do it. Like I, I'm completely <laughs> evil. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be there too. Like as soon as I get a, a hold of your foot too, I ain't waiting. I'm taking it home. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you gotta do something else? Like, no, this is what I'm best at. This is where I'm gonna show you who what's up then mm. we can play nice after after class right now we're doing it yeah i like Do to cook people i like to get i like to get like chokes and stuff like 80 percent on and then just hold it on for a while just to kind of feel them you <laughs> okay I'm okay I'm, more of, I'm definitely evil i'm more of also of like i like to set it up take it Look them in the eye and see are they about to tap okay then i'm gonna let go just so you know that i almost tapped you yeah. then i'm gonna go to my next move oh you almost got tapped? Okay, I'm going to go to my restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, see, <laughs> see the noob is what I'm talking about, dude. Breaking people down a little bit to like, I got you. Mm -hmm. See, you guys also I have the ability to do that, though. I'm a blue Yeah, belt, exactly. So when, yeah. When, I, when, I get a, when I get a hold on for 80%, but that's me going for 100% and it's only 80%, right? So it's not like yeah. I can toy with it. That's just the... Maybe when I get to brown belt and stuff, like I'll be at that level. But I also think... It's Maybe your cause and effect is backwards. Maybe nice, that's how you me. get there is what I'm saying. Exactly. It's, it's a good point. I, mm -hmm. I definitely do jam people in the face. I definitely put my forearms in necks, but I'll you just also exactly. apologize after. Yeah. I don't know. 
I think that's but that's what you're gonna have to take out of this conversation. You gotta go home and work on that, and I apologize. You can apologize after when the bell rings. Like okay, that's hey, that's the lesson. Sorry, I'm sorry gonna about take. the head kick. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's was, the that lesson I'm gonna take from you, Sophia. Definitely, that's that's yeah. gonna be the lesson I take in Tuesday and every other class this month. I think so. <laughs> I'm gonna try to be a little bit. A little bit of a meaner play. Plus, I'm smaller. I'm 150 pounds. So for me, like, I should be meaner against the bigger people I'm going against. Yeah, exactly. I'm 135. I'll make myself as big as I can. You got to channel your inner Hulk, and I just got to go. Exactly. But you, you brought up a good point. Like, people are always saying sorry and stuff. Like, do you think guys are a little bit too gentle when they're rolling with women? Like, or they're not comfortable? Like, what would make a good partner? Is it like, no, we should treat equal in your opinion just kind of go hard and tough no that's so like i said before it's you have to almost feel the energy that person comes in with and then see can we meet each other in that that middle like oh we're gonna go hard then i'm gonna go hard back at you and then we can get a good flow out of that but if somebody's you know maybe you have a shit day and you just can't meet them where they're at like then you have to just accept that okay today is not my day i'm not gonna go hard and then okay. try to again show that with the way you're moving like Hey man, today is not the day when I'm gonna go my 100%. Like I'm not there today. Maybe we can go yeah. 80, but we're not talking about it. We're trying to show it with how we're going, you know. But that also becomes like you have to be a a good training partner. You have to be kind of somewhat technical so you can kind of balance out your energy, you know. Sure, of course. Because I mean, there's people that I go with that I'm just like, damn, they're 250 pounds and it feels like they're 30 pounds, you know. We're just moving, 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 transition, transition, transition because they're not putting their weight on you. But they also have the ability to play jujitsu at that point. Okay. And then there's others who just try to hold you in side control. And then it's like, okay, that my goal is to not even end up in a bad position. I just got to stay away from that because I know I'm not going to be able to get out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You curious, know what I'm saying? Not all women, not all men do anything. But have you found there's something that men tend to do with women that annoys you? Or is there something that we can do to improve, generally speaking, to help get women to train more and not feel like men aren't good to train with that's a good question i think it's maybe slowing down on the tempo because sometimes when people when the guys go and they go so hard on the new when i say the new girls because i've been doing it for so long so i feel mm-hmm. like i can handle it at this point mm-hmm. but when they're going 900 miles an hour and i just see the girls like freaking out there or like oh what am i gonna do they just tap left and right because they don't know what's happening like if they can just slow it down, they can still smash on them. That's again, we're doing jujitsu. It's it's a contact sport, but maybe like slow it down a little bit. And again, try to meet them where they're at. You can still tap them out, but you don't have to go 900 miles an hour. You mm-hmm. don't have to go your meanest. If if that's what we're gonna use as a as a term, that's, you know that's what great I mean? advice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then convers like <laughs> conversations. Too. I always tell people tell them if they're being a dick, like. Hey man, I can't handle this right now. I gotta slow down. But of course, that's hard on the ego for the girls. They're like, no, I don't. I don't want them to adapt. It's like, yeah, it's but they're two hundred, two hundred pounds, and you're one hundred and thirty, and I don't want you yeah. to break today. I want you to I train tomorrow important. too. I think that's important. Talking. I think sometimes we don't talk and we're scared, you know. And so I think it's good yeah. to be like, hey, I just started. I'm feeling this today. Like I'm always telling people, yeah, my foot hurts. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna tap. You get a good grip. You know, like I'll give it to you. But like you do it in a way that makes them feel like it's not like you're being cheap. You know what I mean? Or some people yeah, hold on exactly. to stuff too much. Yeah, it's just an honest conversation in the end of the day. Can we just be upfront with what's going on? Perfect. Then we shall yeah. be good. Yeah. So I was talking to- But that's to... hard for humans. 
it, it, it's a tough balance just in general, though. Like I was talking to a guy, he's a firefighter. He's probably like, I don't know, uh, upper 40s. And he's like, you know, I really want to get into jujitsu, but I don't want to get hurt and stuff. He's like, he's like, I don't know. I want to spar, but like, is it weird if I'm like selective with who I spar with and stuff? And I'm like, no, like you have to make your training work for you. It's tough though. Cause like, you don't want to be selective to the point where like, you're just saving your ego and then you're not like learning the best you can. But at the same time, if your job is physically demanding and you get hurt and now you can't make money, that's awful too. So like I, I had a hard time understanding how to make that balance for him. I'm like, look, ultimately your job is the first priority, right? Like you you care about your job more than jiu-jitsu. Always consider that every single time you're picking an opponent. Maybe you yeah. do pick guys that are 40 plus or whatever closer to your weight or under your weight it's like yeah but are people yeah. gonna think like i'm a coward for like not i'm like don't worry about what other people think and i'm like and just be open about it but exactly. at the same time it's like i wonder if you are that person if you may get too selective and then maybe it costs you a little bit in jujitsu like i i don't know but that again, you have to see what the person's goal over here is. He here just yeah. to get a workout, break a sweat, have a good time, and then it's you know, or is it his passion? Does he want to go and compete eventually, or right. does he really want to excel? Like again, that's the cost of it too. Like you got to push a little bit, you got to push yourself a little extra if you want to get there. You got to go there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm he also shouldn't feel like, like a coward. He's you, a fucking fireman. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. but, I mean that and, that could be hard to to like self moderate. Like maybe you have to like tell the coach, and maybe the coach has to like guide you a little yeah. bit and like who to roll with and stuff. Yeah, it's just interesting because I always when I started, it was just like, no, you don't pick who you roll with. Like you just roll. You make icon. That's who you're rolling with. If your jujitsu is not good, like that, that's just the mentality I still carry. Like I'll never say no to a role. Getting older now, I still have never said no to a role. But I do think there is a point where I'm going to have to. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I feel it now too. And I'm 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 34 years old and I'm definitely not as gracious and good as I or like tough as I was my 22. Because I also said yes to everybody. And I come from mm -hmm. that mentality, but it's like mm -hmm. you never say no. You just gotta go. And then you do your best. You play defense or you attack, whatever, whatever you got. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. again, if this person, again, is not going to become a world champion, he has a life at home, he needs to go to work tomorrow to make money, then let me help you and pair you up. Because that's my job as a teacher. Like I get to know my students, I see how they move. And then you try to, even though it's a class, you're still trying to be individually coaching people, right? Mm-hmm. And then help them too. Like, this is your personality. How can I cue that into jujitsu? Like, are you super aggressive? Yeah. Put that into jujitsu, but then don't fucking wreck any arm bars here and there and go slow on the people you have to go slow with. Practice the things you're not good at, you know? Because there's always things you can do. You just need one person to train jujitsu. You don't really need a person, but it's funner if you have somebody that actually fights you back a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you yeah. seem like a great teacher. Sophia, if somebody wanted to learn under you, where, where do they go? Like, what gyms are you teaching at? So right now you can, I teach two kids programs. So if you're a younger, younger student, you can find me at Apex in Bonita or at Rasai Jiu-Jitsu in Claremont in San Diego. <laughs> and if you want to come and train with me as an adult, you can find me at On Track Wellness and also Point Loma, San Diego, Tuesday, Thursday morning. 
or at Versailles, Tuesday, Thursday, noon, and then we do some nogi. And then at Studio 33 Mondays. Nobody's going to remember this, but I'll say it anyway. Dang, and then Triology yeah, I mean, Fridays. Hey, if anyone's <laughs> in the San Diego area, you just covered a lot of the areas in San Diego. Yeah. So chances are someone's like, oh, okay, that's close to me. Yeah, we I make a post people, about it. Yeah, I always tell people, like, if you want to do Jiu-Jitsu, I'm training every day. I'm teaching somewhere every day, and I definitely train every day as well. So if you want to do Jiu-Jitsu in your San Diego, hit me up. I'll make it happen. Nice. And you also do privates, say, for people that aren't sure they want to get into it, but they want to get some one-on-one with you? Yeah, absolutely. I teach privates from also kids up to adults. I do self-defense program. I have a couple of those going right now as well. So can, can you can you elaborate what's what is in your self-defense program? It's very basic, just how to break grips, how to get out of holds. If somebody holds you down, how can you get out? And a little bit of weapon too. I don't have as much knowledge in that, but a little bit of how to kind of think about, okay, somebody's coming at you with a knife. Okay, where does where don't you want to get cut? And how do you hold up? And how do you try to prevent yourself from dying in that situation? But I'm not as good as I should be. Like, I'm only scratching the surface of that right now. I'm trying to educate okay. myself a little bit more on that. No, but I like what you said about breaking the grips and getting out of places and running and like, yeah, combining some of the martial arts aspects and then. Yeah. And again, self-defense is a lot about just get the fuck out. Exactly. Let everybody know that shit's going down and get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And you're not fighting back, especially as a female. Dude, don't fight back. What do you mean by as don't a... fight back? Like, don't try to fight or? Oh, no, I'm not punching you in the face if I don't have to. Like, I'll break the grips and I get out. If I have to put some violence into it, yes. But we don't want to aggravate. We want to keep it out. out and then get out. Yeah. You use as much violence as you need just to get away from it. We're not having a fist fight with a, a guy that we don't know what he wants to do with you later. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that, that's good. That's good that's advice. Just my, that's my perspective on it. And then again, if you want to learn how to fight back, come to my jiu-jitsu classes and we can talk all about it. Nice. Yeah, at least have a discussion. As a mother and a jiu-jitsu practitioner, are you going to have your kid train jiu-jitsu? Like, what is your ideas? Like, if she wants to, most definitely, of course. Okay. That's the goal. That's my my goal of on my like if i could cho- choose but mm-hmm. i also know how kids operate if a mom says to do it it probably doesn't want to so i'm just gonna let her be do whatever she wants to she's with me all day every day again i teach every day nova's with me she just hangs out at all different gyms she already nice. had her first little mat burns so oh wow that's great <laughs> she might get into it just because you see me and my my fiance because was also a black belt mm. so she might not have any many choices poor girl yeah, she's um, genetically built to be a fucking killing machine. Exactly. And she has a little bit of Viking in it. You know, they're not the Scandinavians. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do think that the parent does serve as a model when a parent is actively doing something and they're doing well at it and they're enjoying it. The kid usually does want to try it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a community thing, you know, like half of the kids that see, they want to come and hang out with their friends, beat each other up. And that's perfect. Exactly. It's a controlled environment where we can beat each other up. Yep. Exactly. And then we have a system where you tap out and then you guys go again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. The other question I had was, do you follow any other martial arts? Have you trained in any other martial arts or is your interest just in jujitsu specifically? Yeah. Anything. No, jujitsu has been my only thing. I came okay. again from horseback riding and then I transitioned into submission wrestling first and then 
one of my coaches forced me to put a gi on like two years in. So I guess I prefer no gi, but I'll do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu as well, of course. Okay. And then I've done a little bit of MMA, but I don't like getting hit in the face. I've done some of those combat Jiu-Jitsu, the EBI mm. combat Jiu-Jitsu things. Yeah. But yeah, Brandon hit me so fucking hard at those training sessions. So I also think, <laughs> yeah, maybe... Maybe this is it for me, man. <laughs> it's supposed to ring in your ear when you're getting a bitch slap. I don't know. So I haven't trained with Brandon since he was a purple belt. I met him when he was a blue belt. Oh, wow. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, he was yeah. He was always a belt ahead of me. Mm-hmm. I only seen him as the old man grumbling. Coming yeah, in right. Yeah. <laughs> he was saying he was an old man when I met him. He was like, I don't know. I think he was like 32 or 33 when I met him or something like that. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's a beast. Well, he's so good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing mm-hmm. too. He was like one of my best training partners because it's not that big either. You know, he, we, yes. he's about 150, 160 pounds. It was perfect. And mm-hmm. he put it on me. He didn't let me get through with any bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. The The way so, we trained back then was very, there was no, there was no like hobbyist. There was no, there was yeah, no people aggressive. that didn't want to fight basically. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But it's also true to the sport of like, yeah, I'm just going to try to rip your eyes off and then, or rip your arm off and then we'll hug afterwards. But right now we're on the mat. Yep. We're focusing. We're doing what we're supposed to do here. Yep. That's it. Iron sharpens iron. Yep. Amen to that. Yeah. There was like a great, in. there was a great Quentin Tarantino reel where he was talking about like sprinting and he was like, if you race like 10 really slow friends of yours and you win, you'll have like a, you'll feel like a winner. But he's like, if you race against 10 Olympians, you'll be in last place, but you will have ran faster than that other race. Like, you know, that'll still be your fastest, like, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, you have to lose. And I wonder how many people are champions just because they've trained with another champion. You know what yeah, I mean? Like course. at that gym where, if you sweep, like, I don't, I don't know, just like say there's some black belt, like Craig Jones, you know, and you get one sweep on him, you're probably going to carry that sweep forever, right? And you're like, yo, <laughs> I swept the world champion. Like, you might be like, I could sweep anybody then, you know, and that yeah. little change in your mind is going <laughs> to make you train harder, you know, and it turns you into something. Yeah. So, yeah no, it's I, your inspiration, right? It's like, oh, they can do it. I could do it, you know? And we follow suit. That's something that I definitely see in kids' class. That when we have mixed ages, you have the maybe the six-year-olds and the twelve-year-olds. They train together. Those five-year-olds or six-year-olds, they get fast. They need good fast because they look at those twelve-year-olds and like, what are they doing? Okay, I'm gonna do exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So we learn from each other, and then as adults too, like, but we don't talk about it as much because oh no, this is not supposed to be your already your own person. Mm. But you have that inspiration. You look up to them. Oh, they can do it. Okay, so that's my goal then. And then you put those like, okay, so but first I need to do this. And after that, I'm going to do this. You put your little smart goals in. And then yeah. small milestones like, this is on the trail to what that person is. I haven't seen any studies in it, but like part of me would believe the little brothers and sisters will become more successful athletes than the older brothers and sisters, right? Like, because the older brothers and sisters, like they may, they're going to pass that on to the kid, like their kid brother and they're going to be rough yeah. on them yeah. and challenge with, with them. With my kids, push. my little one always wants to do what the older one does. And then chances yeah. are has some success at it where like my older one didn't have success at that age at it. So, yeah, I do think that. Yeah, exactly. And I do think that kids derive more motivation from seeing other kids do it, too. 
Like whenever yeah. I want to motivate my kid, I'll show him like a highlight reel of a kid doing whatever sport, whatever it is. And then my son is just like, oh, like he's always super yeah. inspired. He gets right to it work right after the video. Interesting. Like it's so funny. Yeah. And why would that change as an adult? You know, that might just because we're limiting ourselves too. And then it's like, mm-hmm. oh no, maybe not for me, but it's in us. Like it's a natural reaction to like, okay, look, but we have to be in the safe environment too, right? Okay. Look at that person up there. I'm doing it and I'm down here. But if he could do it, I can do it. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it, that's the thing with kids, because they don't see any difference. Right? It's like, okay, that person, he might be six years older than me. Who cares? He just did a backflip. I'll try a backflip too. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> when they see dad do it or they see like my peers do it. I don't know. There's like a disconnect. It's like you're a grown yeah. up. You're, you're old. Like, yeah, like, of course you can do it. And then they see another yeah. kid do it. And they're like, oh, okay, I can do it. I'm going to work for it now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why it's fun to teach kids because it's like, damn, they can elevate so fast. And we have those little special seeds too, or just getting it a little quicker. It's like, damn, this guy is doing bolos now. Like, you know, I said this, I said this probably almost 10 years ago. I couldn't believe that the level kids are competing at. And I've been watching some kids highlights recently and it blows my mind how good there's like six-year-olds that look like they're like sequencing pretty deep. And I'm like, how? Yeah. You're six? How? Where was your training time? Yeah. Because they don't it's think like that much either. It's like natural. They're just like, oh, yeah. I'm just going to look at this. Boo, boo, boo. He was here. Da, 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 da. Yeah. They don't, question, they don't question it. Yep. But they could do that with chess. They could do that with piano. Like they do that yeah. with Call of Duty. Like they're <laughs> yeah, like brains, right? they're malleable and elastic. I don't even think they're thinking like, one, two, three, four. I, I guess think just they just reacting know. well yeah. from like, man, I, I guess it's just such a, a difference from like how I learned where it's like I had to learn every single move before I can even understand the concepts, before I could even start the sequence before, you know what I mean? Yeah. And for them, it just it's just like, it's the natural thing to do. It just blows my mind. I don't know. I just, but you were in high school a kid when you started. make all the same decisions I would make but with none of the experience that I have, I'm just, it just blows, it blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fascinating. Yeah. It's because you it's suck, Arturo. No, well, yeah, there's that too. I mean, these kids. <laughs> well, you watch nice. out for this kid. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking too. Like this new generation that's coming up, like all those 20, 25 year olds. I'm just like, damn, I'm too old right now. I can't compete with that. Yeah. Like the they've Rutolo been training brothers, their whole life right? too. Like, yeah, exactly. All, Look all how these good guys they are. are just... Yeah, and they're pure jiu-jitsu fighters. They're not, they're not coming from anything else or whatnot. Mm-hmm. They've just been doing this their whole life, and they stayed with it. <laughs> yeah, Some of them are going to be like that in MMA now. I saw like a reel of this nine-year-old, and there was like a bodybuilder, and the nine-year-old's been training MMA since he's like four. And they're like, yeah. Yeah, let this, they're like, let this nine-year-old give you a leg kick. And the guy was like, all right. Oh, and yeah, like, that's right. And this little kid gave this bodybuilder a leg kick and that guy was like fuck like it was like a he got like a charlie horse like he wasn't even kidding like it hurt and in my mind i was like these kids are going to become super soldiers yeah they're beef it's like that's the thing and now too when jiu-jitsu is so like elevated too like there's so much knowledge out there you have youtube instagram tiktok all these little sequences you can look up and just copying like it's so out there. So, of course, they're going to get better. Again, it's not like when we, I started back in the day when, again, secret VHS is walking around or yeah. we have one guy going to Brazil and he came home and trying to, like, remember anything that he got taught. Mm-hmm. 
Like now it's just like, oh, I'm gonna click on this button and I'm gonna look at the path de la Hiva sweep from, you know, whatever, whatnot. You yeah. can get so detailed into it too. And they're filming everything, watching everything, studying everything, dissecting Yeah, everything. exactly. Yeah, yep. you could find YouTube videos of like a specific move where you're like, or, or like, I don't know, K-Guard entries. And there'll be someone yeah. that has made a film on all the different K-Guard entries in every single competition and then dissects it all, what the commonalities are. Like, it's incredible the amount of data we have now for everything. Yeah. So that's why I also think that it's just going to get better from here. And hopefully that yeah. will also help it to become a more a sport for everybody to watch. Like we talked in the beginning that people actually want to watch this fight. Yes. So we can start getting paid better. Like make yeah. it worth it for the fighters because it's, it's hard training. It is. I, I also feel like there's a part like, like one of the more popular sports right now is pickleball, right? It's very oh, yeah, like easy to like pick up for a lot of people, right? And people get into it because it's simple. And then all of a sudden they play it and they're like, oh man, I really like this. I wish grappling were like that because I feel like anyone I've ever taught anything to is right away kind of like astounded about how much goes into it and they like respect it and they're like, oh man, I want to try. I, I wish we had that type of like, oh, there's a court right here. We can just do this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But but people are so averse to like contact. I think, I think that's also a big thing that you have to be comfortable like getting close to other people. Yeah. And being like, okay, he's going to sweat on me. That's the first thing I hear from the lady. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to sweat on me. It's like, yeah, you're going to sweat on them back. That's the whole purpose. We're here yeah. to get sweaty. Because they usually come in because they want to have a great workout. Yeah. But then you start seeing that, again, the mind game start going like, oh, so if I do this, they do that. And then, mm. so it's not only physical, it's mental too. That's when yeah. you hook him. That's what yeah. my girlfriend doesn't do it. She hates the sweat. And my I wife even too, think same. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think there's also like, yeah, we could figure out a way to do like a magic shower because that's the other thing. Like you're just so sweaty after jujitsu. Like it's hard to like I have to plan my day. Like I can't just go to the city, do work, find the gym and then go back to work or you know what I mean? Or then I got to go home all the way sweaty. Like it's just. Yeah. Oh, afterwards. Yeah, that's annoying. But like, yeah, I've never once thought about sweat because I'm like someone's trying to kill me. Yeah, I'm focusing on like that's never been even like a thought. I mean, I've had I've had some moments where like in the role, it takes me out of it where like, you know, I have I've told you once like that the the sweat goes into the inner recesses of my ear and I'm like, oh, oh I can't get that. <laughs> that's in my body. There's nothing I can't. That's it. It's done. But it's like it's weird feeling. Yeah, it's rare, you know. And but yeah, aside from like those little moments where it gets in your eye and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, uh, burns a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Like, that's intimacy. I can't imagine thinking about that because I'm just in trying to impose my will or just trying to survive. Yeah. 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 I think you I just got to get into it because then you can realize that it's not about the body contact. It's about how you're moving with another person. It's like dancing almost, you know, but yeah. it's violent dancing. Yeah. And I guess you got to have a good partner for that too. You say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're seeing more and more people. Like I was doing the. I've been like rewatching Fight Club and like listening to old podcasts about it. And one thing that was interesting they said about Fight Club is Fight Club, the movie came out in 1999. So one of the things they did before they studied makeup, they would look at UFC fights, like when the UFC just started. And oh, yeah. so they would use that as like imagery for like where to put makeup and where to put like the bruises and stuff. And I wonder if like that has helped 
because when I first started doing like sambo and jujitsu, my whole mentality was like, oh, this is like a cool little fight club, yeah. you know? And so like, I always wanted that little, I don't know, community. Yeah, because there's something too with like getting together in a group. We're all going to suffer here together now. We're going to get tired. Somebody might puke, but we're just going to shake it off. We're going to pat you on the back and like, let's get back in. And then you're done. I don't know, that whole suffering together. I think that's what's binding you together with that group of people. Like I have only jujitsu friends because I don't do anything else than jujitsu, first of all, but also because <laughs> you have that bond. Like, yeah, you see me at my fucking worst. I cried in the corner because I got taken down and I got my wind knocked out of me. <laughs> and that's okay. Like, I don't know. You see me at my worst. You see me at my best. I've seen you at your worst. You seen, yeah, you know, it's yeah. just some something that bonds you with those people. Yeah. You sweat in my mouth. We're close. Exactly. Like yeah. Like we're basically married at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In some cultures, we're married already. Like, yeah. you know, we, we love each other. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, people get over that because, yeah, my whole thing was well, life kind of is hard anyway and sucks. So, why not do this for an hour and at least you get stronger and you look good? You know, like my yeah. whole thing was. Like the mo- I'm talking about movies a lot lately. I'm revisiting all our high school movies, Arturo, but like American mm-hmm. Beauty, like oh, yeah. the guy was like, they're like, why do you want to work out? He's like, I want to look good naked. Like that was 100% one of my motivations for going to, like, I remember I was 26 and I was going to my third floor apartment and I was getting tired and I was like, what a bitch. I was like, I should be <laughs> tired walking up the stairs, you know, like I'm a smoker a little bit. Stuff, but I was like, I shouldn't feel tired right now. And at least in high school, we're playing sports. But at 26, you're a little bit out of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we got to just get through that grind. Look good naked and suffer. And Well, you got to find what motivates you. Yeah, and then it's like, mm. go with that. Yeah. And then if it's something that I heard lately, too, for like some of my friends that are, I have a issues with like ADHD or ADD, and, and they're like finding fighting. And they're like, damn, I wish I had this when I was a kid, when I was in so much trouble, because I have mm. all this aggression. And I can't get it out. And then I go and do drugs instead. Or I go fight in the street because I don't know where to put, like, get this out. And now I have jujitsu and I feel so calm. Like, somebody said it well. She's like, it's like the days when I don't train jujitsu, my CEO is not there. My boss is not here. But after jujitsu class, my, my CEO is here. It's like, I can organize. I can organize my thoughts. I can, I feel calm. I don't feel like I have to go and do anything or be stupid about <laughs> life. Like I'm already, mm, it just sets you into this then. And she's like, it's yeah. the pressure. Like I, the, feeling that pressure just calms my mind down. Yeah, it, it definitely is a release from anxiety for sure. Yeah. And I wish more people considered that as, yeah, because I think that's, because I don't think there's thing. anything better in terms of that result from jujitsu. Yeah. Like you, there's, there's a lot of like just working out in general exercise is like, you know, battling depression, battling anxiety, like that's a huge thing. But I think jujitsu is probably even stronger. I wish we had data to really like yeah. sell jujitsu on or just grappling in general, because I do think it is very, I would say it's stronger. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we know that working out is good for depression. So I can mm-hmm. only imagine what jujitsu does when you have to like, it's a fight or flight mechanism that's already in us. You already have that as a human, Yeah. but you got to, take it out there and not having the fight or flight as you're getting a text message from your boss or having a stressful day because you couldn't, you know, sit in traffic. Like you get to get, you get to live it, but you get to live it in controlled situation. And it's like, I can tap out when I don't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you go again. I don't know. But that's also being so passionate about it. Like, Oh, everybody should do this. You'll feel great. You might yeah. feel like you suck before class. You're like, I'm tired. 
oh, did I eat enough dinner? I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And then after class, you're like, yep, feel great again. Yep. I don't know. I was here for an hour. I feel great, though. I'm, yep. I'm the same way, Sophia. I think the same thing would apply, though, to like surfing or something intense and also beautiful where you have like nature or something where you feel good and it'll and it doesn't cure your anxiety but it'll help you handle your anxiety yeah, exa yeah exactly like you, you know, get organized again control mm -hmm. it yeah there's like a meme that i love lately where like somebody goes like god why are you giving me your toughest battles and then god goes i'm not you're my weakest soldier it's just a fucking yeah. email like stop crying you know <laughs> And like, and then sometimes I'm like, yo, I am that weakest soldier, you know? Like, why is this email fucking killing me? And yeah, yeah. Like now I want to start, I want to do like jujitsu early, like, you know, like 8 a.m. to like 9.30 a.m. And then that I'll is why work. I try, that's why I try to get a session in early is, is that yeah. reason. Mm -hmm. I'm a morning person too. Like if I can get that, then my whole day is going to look different. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd rather do a morning or lunch class and then be done with it. And because then I'm know I'm gonna be in a good mood and my head's gonna be in the right space the whole day. I'm gonna get organized and I get do, 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 do. Yep. again. The CEO shows up for you and like, yeah, let's do this. That's good. Make it happen. I like that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. She said it. She, obviously, she said it in a way beautiful, more beautiful way when she talked to me and she was crying and like, damn, I can't Aww. even explain. <laughs> but I'm just like, oh yeah, that's what we want to do. That's why I want everybody to do jujitsu or everybody should at least try it once. Because mm -hmm. it can be so much more than just a physical workout. You're not just standing in the gym looking at your biceps. Like mm -hmm. you're surviving and you're thriving. Well, and it's a never ending. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> some of your friends or people that know you listen to this and you inspire them to to go. That's one of our main goals with this podcast. Besides, just it helps us maintain our friendship and training. You know, it's just like a good motivator. But yeah, if we could get a few people to train. There's no way that it fucks up your life. You know what I mean? Like, all right, maybe your knee hurts or your back is going to hurt. But chances are your knee or back would have hurt anyway. Like, you know, yeah. you're that type of person. So shut the fuck up. Like, just go yeah, train. Yeah, exactly. You know, mm -hmm. like, all right, you got old a little bit faster. That's part of the risk. And if there, if there are no people that get hurt, then what we're doing is chess. It's playing. Yeah. You know, so like part of the fun is that you could get hurt. Don't get hurt. You know, don't let yeah. them choke you the fuck out. Like, don't feel bad about yourself but you will right and that's life so just do it yeah exactly that's life and like you said if they're playing chess they're gonna have back issues anyway because sitting down all day <laughs> or whatever is gonna kill you anyway so mm. do something that's fun at least that's gonna kill you yeah you know what i'm Sitting's saying like the new smoking sugar's the yeah. new smoking right everything's so just fucking yeah go out and fight it and live a little yeah exactly and again and the community too, like the people you meet, like it feels like I can go anywhere in the world and you go to the jiu-jitsu gym and they're coming with open hands. Oh, do you want to come train? Oh my God, they're from another place. Ooh, come in here. Do you want to stay yep. with me? Do you want to have dinner? Like it's such a great community to be a yeah. part of. That's different than a lot of other sports too. Like if you're playing like pickup basketball with your friends and some random person wants to join you or whatever, it's like, it almost becomes like, oh yeah, I guess. Or, you know what I mean? Like it could get very like yeah. clickish. But in jujitsu, it's always like, oh yeah, new person, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yes. I haven't rolled this guy, like for sure. Yeah. Yes, because it's a challenge. It's like, yeah, yeah, let's see how good again. Let me see how good I am against this person. Like, does it work, or do yep. I have to figure out how not to suck right now? Yep, that's that's a very good point, Artur. You want like they, everyone wants to roll with the new guy. Like, it's not yeah. like they don't want to roll with the new guy. They want to roll with the new guy. And it doesn't matter if he's just some beast black belt from somewhere else, or he's just a white belt. 
I want to roll with the new guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's right. Like, but like you wouldn't do that in another sport. Why? Why? I, it's a weird thing. But yeah, I think jujitsu is unique in that sense. But I think Maybe it also because you feel that how, how good it is for you. Like how, I know how good it feels for me to do it. So I'm just like, oh, a new person, come on in. I'm gonna show you how great this thing is. So yeah. you're never gonna quit. Mm-hmm. And then you're gonna pay that forward to somebody else. And then we, then we're all gonna be great. And we feel good about ourselves and whatnot. Yeah. 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 I, I also love forever. Yeah, I, I I'll always bring it up too. Though I also love that a lot of the people I do jujitsu with, I don't know really anything about them, except that I just like them. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I like I don't really like. Oh, they might have kids. Like maybe on Instagram, I'll see they have kids or what. Mm-hmm. But I don't know really who they are. But I'm like I like them. Like you know, and they're yeah. a good person. Yeah. And you just get the essence of some of these people and. Sometimes I think you also need that in life. You know, you don't always need so many deep friends. You just need like a good community that kind of just supports you and tests you and is there yeah. for you like on a little bit of a shallower level. No, absolutely. You know what's weird is there's people you, I roll with that I have no idea what they do for a living. Not that many, but like there's people I roll with. But yet I can tell you how they are. Exactly. Oh, that's just a very James thing to do. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, it's such, it's such a weird thing is like how much you can know about someone, but you don't even know how they like, they live their day-to-day life. But you know how they'll react in a situation. You know how nice they are. You know, like what they would do in a situation we, or, or their humor. Like, it's a weird thing. And because we're exchanging energies, right? We're mm-hmm. moving. We're like, again, that's again, how we're going to meet each other. Like, oh, we're flowing, we're moving. You're going very harder. You're going this, that. I don't know. Are you erratic? Are you not? Are you calm and collected? How do you? Yeah. yeah. I'll know all no. that about them, but I won't know their last name. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, like, that's what's funny. That's what's funny. Or like you just know I'm their nickname or something. Like, oh, okay. That guy. Yeah. Exactly. Have you guys seen Have you guys seen Parks and Recreation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that character, Ron Swanson. And he was like, the barber was my best friend. He's like, sometimes I'd go there and we'd never even talk. And like... <laughs> And like, there's, there's a little bit of that energy. Like, you know, he's like, just that, like, I love that guy. Like we don't, cause also if you don't really know so much about people, you're not sharing your pains with these people. You know, you're not like, they're like, how you doing? I'm like, I'm doing good. Meanwhile, inside I might be sad or whatever, but it's like, I'm not like, let's roll. Like, you know, we're going to get it out. And then. Yeah. And then we all got to be better. Yeah. Whatever. Either way, like for, even if you do want to pour your heart, I'd probably listen to you on the mat. So I just respect anybody that is on the mat, but yeah, the friendship angle, all of that. And just so many people are complaining about depression, anxiety issues, body pain, insecurity, overweight. Like I, I feel like one of these like Christian or religious people that's like, Oh, well, if you go to God, they'll solve that. Yeah. But I'm always like, Oh, go to jujitsu and you'll solve like, some yeah. of that. like, like, you know, no, like, it's half of a cultish for sure. Like, again, look at how the whole system is built up with the higher belts and how we look up to them and whatnot. So there's definitely a little bit of that in there. But I feel like it's a healthy, this is a healthy cult. Yeah, we got to give the higher belts money. What the fuck is that about? Like, you know, exactly, like, exactly. Where they're in That's just my... how humans work too. Like, we got to have somebody that we look up to a little bit and be like, what the fucking this asshole. But yeah, here I come again. And I will listen to him. So I guess one of my last questions would be all these good things about jujitsu. I kind of want to get into a little bit like what element about jujitsu or training or whatever are you embarrassed by? Like I'll go for me, for example. Yeah. I think 
the there is an excess amount, excessive amount of butt scooting. So I would be like, that's what I'm embarrassed about when people are like, oh, this is your sport. And then they show me that. And I'm like, not my sport. I don't play it that way. Is there anything like that for you? Yeah, but people fucking just hold each other down and like, oh, I won because he couldn't move anywhere. It's the way. No, we haven't even played it so Yes, you won the game of holding me down. Mm-hmm. But can you transition? Can you get some shit done? Can you submit me? Probably not because you're just holding me down. That's what I mean with the God bless Nick Rod and whatnot, but all those body locks. And then it's just like a little scooch and a little scooch and a little scooch. And then, oh, that was, yeah, that was great to watch. Nothing really happened. Yeah. Again, he's a great competitor, don't get me wrong, and he's playing the game. But no, I want to see transitions. I want to see happenings. Otherwise, I'm just like, what the fuck am I watching right now? That's just embarrassing. He's not even trying. He's not even doing the juicy right now. He's just being a bully. Yeah. That's definitely my pet peeve. Like, mm. Okay. At least try something. At least try to submit me. Go crazy. Mm-hmm. Does it work? How technical are you? Do you think it would be... <clears throat> I've contended with this. Do you think it would be more fruitful if we weighed submission attempts more heavily? Like, what if I just made a rule set that was like, you're going to get four points for a, a submission attempt. Now, granted, it can get kind of subjective of like, if it was, you know, a yeah, near but- hit or not. But do you think that would change how people play the game do you think people would get more aggressive do you think it'd be more exciting maybe yeah that's what fight the wind does like if mm-hmm. you so like submission attempts are worth more like points yeah. wise or whatever they call it like oh that's an extra extra point even though there's no points in it the whole whatever but the way the refs look at it and of course it's going to become subjective which is also so so but at least you're trying to put it on, which means you made an effort to end up there. And then if it's tight or not, that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things because you ended up there with that foot. like, And that person's not supposed to be there. They're supposed mm-hmm. to holding you. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm here. I might not be able to tap you, but I'm at least I'm attacking. Yeah. And then so, if you can benefit from that, be like, okay, so all the attempts, they will end up, or all the submission attempts will be eventually your win, even though you couldn't tap them out. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I've always found it interesting. I remember f- very early on, like IBJJF, like Naga, all these things. I was like, wait, so if I mount someone, it's four points. But if I go for a sub, it's only one. And I was like, I always found that really weird. I'm like, oh, that's weird. I would have thought like going for the sub is more valuable than the position. Just entertainment wise, at least I get it. Like, you know, position before submission, of course, like, yes. Yeah. But in a sport, like, you're never really thinking about that in like any other sport, basketball, like you might gain some ground, but like I'm always going for the finish where in jujitsu, it seems like a lot more went towards the position and that was it. But isn't um, that come to jujitsu history? Like mm-hmm. also how it, how the points are built up. Like you get two points for the takedown, three points for the pass, four points for the match. You're supposed to go that way. That's why I think leg locks are frowned up, frowned up upon. Because you're not supposed to just sit back on your butt and start attacking. You're supposed mm-hmm. to do this system. And it's so like ingrained in people's minds that this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. You take down, you pass the guard, you get your position, then you submit. Mm-hmm. But I think it's changing and like right now too, a little bit. And hopefully that, oh, you don't have to go for that point, first of all. You can attack right away. Jump for that guillotine. Do something crazy. Yeah. Try it I out mean... if it works. And then you got to be a good scrambler. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing guys you that have. There's guys that have good submission games from bottom side control now, and you're just like, "All right, that that's weird." Yeah, you know, yeah. Talking boggy chokes. I hear you. 
Yeah, buggies. <laughs> my instructor actually does this thing called the doggo plata. He's hit it a couple times in high level position. It's the weirdest shit. He's just using your wizard to tap you. It's there's some weird stuff going on. I mean, there's Craig Jones has a weird bottom side game where he's getting you, you know, key locks yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it it's definitely way different than when I started for sure. It's good though. It's good. Yeah, it's evolving. It's evolving. Yeah, I do think the way the more finishes definitely help. But I, I was always I was always that conflict of whether if you reward submission attempts, it probably makes it more exciting. But do you get like bad decisions more or like I, I was never sure if that was a worthwhile trade, if that's more prevalent. Yeah, I don't know. That's probably why it is an issue and why it's not going to be easy to transition into because then everything hangs on the ref too and they don't want to have that kind of responsibility because people get fucking pissed and coaches are idiots and competitors too for that matter that they can't help but just have to get in there and get aggressive with it and no i don't think it was like that and there was three seconds here like it's already happening you know you see it in every tournament somebody stands and screams at the ref and it's just like damn he's just here to make sure that nobody dies on the mat man yep. <laughs> one Take championship their rule set and they, they're probably the biggest they probably pay the most for grapplers just in general <coughs> um, yeah absolutely they, their rule set is just yeah near subs i think with, i forget what they call it exactly but yeah it has to be like you know almost on but that that's their only criteria is that i think it's just one 10 minute round whoever has the most near catches or something they call it yeah, yeah. And it is exciting every, every one championship grappling match is generally pretty exciting yeah because again you don't have to worry about oh i'm on my back because it doesn't really matter if you have Mm -hmm. good attacks from your back or underside control or in your half guard then you go for it like that's your expression too this is how i do my jiu-jitsu this Mm -hmm. is me and it doesn't matter if i'm a top player or bottom player i can do whatever i want as long as i get the job done because in the end that's the goal right to submit yeah should be yeah it should be uh, Noop, you have anything else? Yes, yeah, Sophia, is there is there anything uh, you'd like to promote about yourself and that you'd like uh, our listeners to know? Well, I always want to train with new people. So I will say that, that if you're ever in San Diego area, just hit me up. My Instagram is Miss Grappling, my Facebook page as well, Miss Grappling, M-I-S-S, Grappling is one word. Text me, hit me up, follow me. Let's do some jujitsu. I know my whole... Again, I'm not going to become rich in doing this sport or whatever in this teaching, but it's going to fulfill my heart and I want everybody to do jiu-jitsu. That's my goal. If I meet a person, I want to make sure that you at least tried it. That, that's a great handle. Miss Grappling. And yeah, so, right? Uh, I had it forever. That's a, that's a great handle. We'll definitely <laughs> promote it. Yeah. And uh, we have a decent amount of listeners and, and fans on our Instagram from San Diego. So promote it. And uh, yeah, thank you to Brandon Gupfield for yeah. setting this up. Hopefully we the inspired some people to come. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining us, Sophia. Oh, thank you for having me. So happy to talk about Jiu-Jitsu. I'll talk all night, but we got to finish <laughs> eventually, right? Dinner time. If we're, if we're still around, we'll definitely have you on again. And uh, like I said, I'm going to take your advice of being a little bit mean. And no so- more stories. No more yeah. stories until after. Then the bell right, rings. I don't know if I can do that, but I'm definitely going to be meaner and I'm going to DM you and I'll let you know as I progress over the next few months. I'm definitely going to keep that mentality though, at least for a few months. I'm going to try mean, mean, mean. Be tough. Good. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hold All you right. to it. Awesome. All right. All right Thank on. you so Thank, much. Thanks Sophia. again, Sophia.
Thank you so much. You guys have a great Sunday night. You too. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.